Hello and welcome to Footnotes, the Cicerone podcast, a podcast to inspire you about outdoor travel and activities in the UK and across the world. I'm Hannah. And I'm Amy. And thanks for joining us for our latest episode. In this episode, we want to focus on accessibility and inclusion in the outdoors by talking to Martha Wood, a representative from Bendrick Trust. Bendrick Trust is a residential activity centre specialising in high quality courses for disabled and disadvantaged people of any age or ability. Based at Old Hutton near Kendall, the centre is easily accessible from the M6 motorway and the West Coast mainline and is an ideal location to explore both the Yorkshire Dales and the Lake District. By offering residentials and day trips, Bendrick Trust aims to promote inclusion, encourage independence and build self-confidence through the safe provision of adventurous activities. One of the things we really value at Cicerone is our ability to access the outdoors and all the benefits of that. And we really believe that everybody should be able to access the outdoors. As part of Cicerone's 50th year celebrations in 2019, we raised over £10,000 for the Bendrick Trust and have continued to support the Trust as much as we can ever since. For this episode, we are joined by Martha Wood from Bendrick Trust to talk about what services and experiences the Trust offers, the benefits of a trip to Bendrick Trust and the importance of inclusion and accessibility in the outdoors. Welcome, Martha. So to begin with, Martha, could you just tell us a little bit about what Bendrick Trust does and what sort of services and activities you provide? Yeah, no problem. So as Amy said, we're a charity a specialist outdoor centre based just on the outskirts of Kendall. And we provide mainly activity residential courses. So we have groups from schools and charities that come to us um, and access lots of outdoor adventure activities. So that can be adults, families, children, people of all ages um, with disabilities, along with their peers and carers and things as well. So we also then offer activities to local groups. Um, So our facilities such as our climbing wall, we have a a climbing club for local people. We have a a sensory room that we open up for people who can book to come on a Monday and just enjoy the the sensory room in there with all the different accessible gadgets and bubble tubes and lights and music. And it's a really either calming atmosphere or it can be a party atmosphere, depending on how they set it to. But we've had a lot of mums and tots accessing that as well as some people from local groups like Lennon Cheshire and and other people accessing it with their disabled children. We also have a community playing field which has a wheelchair swing and roundabout and some musical instrument features throughout the ground so that's open to access for local families and we also provide consultancy and training for people in either in the outdoor education field or from businesses and things as well so we we want to really share our knowledge and expertise and and work towards our kind of wider mission of building a more inclusive world so we do specific courses around climbing posture support and then also general disability awareness courses as well that's so much that's amazing and one of the things that that you really focus on is the idea of solutions not problems isn't it you don't focus on people being disadvantaged or disabled it's more about enabling them and what they can achieve and making them realize it isn't it 
Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that's quite common, a common thread throughout the feedback we get from people that come to us is that they just, you know, nothing's a problem. So if they come and we need to adapt something to them, we'll just figure out a way to do it. And, you know, if they want to do something, they will be able to do it. It's just a case of us drawing off our knowledge and expertise. The 40 years have been open um, to be able to put things into place for them. So it's really about yeah just giving people the opportunity to do whatever they want to do whilst they're here and not having barriers for a change which for for a lot of people with with disabilities can you know affect their day-to-day life massively so coming here a lot of parents say you know it's just easy and that sounds crazy to go away somewhere that does all these adventurous things and things that we've never done before for it to be easy but actually it is because the staff just you know, draw off the expertise and knowledge and put things into place to to make it possible. It sounds absolutely amazing and really inviting place to work at and to provide that for people. You mentioned feedback and what are the benefits that you see from when people have had a visit to Bendrig? And what are the main benefits that you see? A lot of studies show the benefits of being outdoors really reduces stress, increases overall well-being. And when you're part of a team doing those adventure activities, people are just challenged and given those new opportunities. And when they overcome those challenges, or even if they don't, you know, they might have tried something and it's not worked, but actually they have another opportunity to do something again the next day, or they've got a friend there to support them. And it's all just really big opportunities for learning. And, you know, those benefits are true for everybody, but the impact, especially for people with disabilities, is often much greater and means a lot more because access to these experiences are much fewer and far between. A lot of people who have disabilities and and their families can often be told, you know, you can't do this or I'm sorry, this isn't accessible to you. And there's a lot of barriers to accessing things in day to day life, let alone these kind of adventurous activities and getting outdoors. And that's not just physical barriers either. It can be for people with hidden disabilities, feeling very judged when they go out into the public. One of our families that come to us regularly just described vendors who is the start of a chain reaction and so they come here because it feels safe everything's adapted everybody's very understanding and everything's a lot easier for them to take part in and they come here to build their confidence in a safe place so that when they then go back home they feel more confident to try other services or join a support group or meet up with another family that they've met whilst they've been here and just have that connection so it's that's kind of the aim really of Bendrig it's not just for people to come away on this one-time experience and have a great time and go home it's much more than that it's giving them the tools to be able to do more when they're back at home as well. There's a a quote that really stands with me from a school that came at the beginning of last year um, and one of the little boys said, my confidence is growing like a snowball rolling down a hill. And that just is the perfect metaphor, really, because it just keeps going and keeps going, doesn't it? And it's not just the children either, is it? It's the parents, it's the siblings, it's the teachers, the volunteers that are here. Everybody that gets to see that and experience it can really relate to that so yeah it's just so important. I think we shared one of your videos from last year about a group that came to visit the Bendrig Trust and it nearly brought tears to my eyes that some of the the statements that they came out with at the end of their trip it was it it's just so incredibly touching how they feel at the end of that experience and how they they really will take that with them through the rest of their lives. And I imagine it has an impact on you as a member of staff Martha and you also have volunteers as well don't you at Bendrig? Yeah absolutely um 
and the volunteers, I guess, is is a big part of Bendrick. You know, they've, that's kind of where our roots stemmed from, really, is having volunteers working alongside disabled people and, and um, just changing their perceptions as well as the, the perceptions of the people that were actually doing these activities. And it can have a huge effect. I did it when I first started working here. I, I went out and um, worked alongside a couple of groups for the week helping the tutors because when you're in the office you don't you're not involved in it as much you know you do get to see and you hear the feedback and um, chat to people at lunch and things but it's amazing to go out and actually experience it alongside people and see the changes just in, in a weekend is massive and hear from the families of what it's meant to them yeah it's it's great and it just it's opened my eyes my brother has a physical disability and so my experience of disability has been very heavily towards the physical side of it and I've always been very understanding and and caring towards other people so I'm you know not one to judge at all if I'm out in public but I just think being alongside that all the time and learning about it more you just you understand it so much more and and it's that education I think that helps them to for it to be integrated into the rest of the world, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's really important. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so important. And it's really moving to hear you talk about all of the benefits that you see in people at Bendrig. So Bendrig Trust has obviously developed and changed over its 30-year history. But what are the biggest developments from recent years? I guess the the most recent development development has been our accessible walkway and um, so we were actually situated at the top of a hill and our grounds kind of spreads out through down to the bottom of the hill as well and we had quite a steep path that was that was from one end to the other and last year we um grateful to receive some funding to be able to have a, a longer um kind of more gradual gradient path going down the hill which is tarmac so it's great for visitors who are wheelchair users and it just means that they're more able to get around the site independently so it just you know we really want to enable people to be able to get from A to B on their own as you or I would so it's it's just opened up a whole new area of the site to them which is is just brilliant to see and then I guess our biggest development was the Acon House accommodation development. We still call it new. It was in 2017, but it's still looking very shiny and new to us. So um, I wanted to mention it, but it was built as an all-purpose building to meet meet the needs of our visitors with very complex physical disabilities. So it has all the kind of mod cons that you might expect, things like ceiling-mounted hoists, very wide corridors, um, automatic doors and lighting. Um, we have acoustic panels and a big area for, for people to move around. Um, all the bathrooms and everything are fully kitted out. So it's just, it's been a fantastic development for the site of Bendrig. Um, and since that's happened, the feedback's just been wonderful from it. It's a beautiful building and the, the main lounge area looks out over onto the woodland. So it feels very much like you're in a tree house. It's absolutely beautiful and people just really enjoy staying in there. So that's been a, a fantastic addition to the site and just means that we can have more people coming and staying with more complex needs and, and things, again, are just a bit easier for them whilst they're here. And we're hoping for the future now to focus a lot on the invisible disability side of things for things like Macaton training, more use of signs and symbols around the centre and on the activities, lots of training 
and yeah just it's that's kind of going to be our focus for development moving forwards really just to try and improve on that side of things there's always more and more technology coming and becoming available and more and more knowledge available and we just want to keep up to date with everything so that when people come we're we're ready and we can communicate with everybody really well yeah it does sound like you're constantly yeah constantly evolving constantly changing constantly adapting Um, I think it's amazing it, yeah. it must have changed so much since you started 30 years ago that, you know, what you can offer visitors now compared to 30 years ago must be quite astounding. Yeah. yeah, even, you know, I guess the outdoor education sector has changed so much over that time as well. And it's just kind of, it's keeping up with everything, you know, there's new activities like paddle boarding and surfing and all these different things that are becoming available. And there's accessible kit that's coming as well I think I I saw something recently about accessible paddle boarding for for wheelchair users and something about surfing for people with learning difficulties and it's just amazing you know and I think it's just it's those kind of things where people are pushing forwards and trying to trying to make things more accessible for either their own kids or to for other people and it just gives us so much inspiration to just keep moving with the times and keep being able to offer these activities to people because you or me might really want to try something new and might want to go paddle boarding and of course people with additional needs will want to do that as well. I saw there was I think it was just a YouTube clip but there was a, a guy who was really into climbing and he was I don't know if he was blind or partially sighted but he was using Lego to map out his routes so the people that were at the climbing centre working with him they were mapping these routes on Lego boards so he knew where to go when he was on the wall and I just think it's something so simple but it's just it's often things like that you just need that kind of little spark of inspiration and innovative thinking to to move it forwards for, for them yeah it was lovely really nice I think there's something about people having limits either set on them by other people or setting limits for themselves and there really is no end to what you can achieve if you aren't prepared to accept those limits yeah absolutely that's that's what we're all about you've just pulled it together in a nutshell there haven't so if we talk about the current ongoing situation have you had to adapt to covid and all of those restrictions um and i guess how are things at bendrig at the moment yeah so I guess once the restrictions first came in, we we weren't able to be open at all. So there's just been a a couple of members of staff working behind the teams on, you know, finances and fundraising and and strategy and those kind of crucial tasks. And then we started working towards our good to go badge. So we've got that now. And once the restrictions lifted, we were able to open our ground. So we we were keeping in touch a lot with people, our visitors, to see how people were, to see what kinds of things we could do to help them and what it was that they most needed and getting outside was the overwhelming response you know they've just they've been shielding for months on end quite scared to go out there's a lot of images on the news about public space has been really crowded once people could go out again and so for people with disabilities who were perhaps very vulnerable the thought of going out to those public spaces was really scary it's been really difficult and yeah, there was a lot of phone calls where I just had tissues at the end of it because it was just, you know, really hard to hear how difficult it was for people. So we knew that even though we weren't able to do 
kind of regular residential trips, we needed to do something to help. So we opened our grounds up and we've got 15 acre grounds here at Bendrig with a woodland and it's fully accessible. Um, there's the Aiming High Field playing field at the bottom and lots of musical instruments and different bits and bobs around the grounds for people. Um, so we just opened that up free of charge so that families could literally just come for a couple of hours and get some outdoor space, just breathing space really out of the same four walls and just let the kids kind of run wild and then be independent for a change and they're not restricted by all these things. And I guess a lot of the time with disability, you do think about the physical side of it, but actually there's so many children with um, learning difficulties and autism and things that for somebody to, to be told with a severe learning difficulty that they can't go anywhere, and try to explain the current situation that's going on, it's so hard for them. And once restrictions started to ease, they were maybe just getting used to that idea. So then to be able to go out again, it was still really scary for them. So for some people who had been to Bendrig before, knowing that they could come here, it's a bit of a safety net, isn't it? It's a safe place. They've been here. They know that it's safe. They know they're going to be the only ones here. And the feedback just, you know, for people coming two hours out of home just to walk around the woods um yeah it was overwhelming really and then once the restrictions lifted even more we were able to offer some day activities for families um so we still weren't able to do the residential services but we were lucky enough to receive some funding which enabled us to do some day activities so we're taking families out on the canoes on the zip wire doing archery and again just having access to outdoor space to do something fun together yeah it was absolutely brilliant so we've uh, we've enjoyed at least having um people back on site again just to to enjoy the outdoors and at the end of the year as well at the end of last year we were able to do a winter wonderland event so it was the first one that we've ever done we've never had a, a christmas event here at bendrig and we organized a trail through the woodland with different festive markers and uh, nutcrackers and snowmen and penguins and all sorts all dotted around the grounds and people could come with their families and and just enjoy a walk around the woodlands and see our happy Bendrig elves around everywhere that was lovely really magical to to have that going again yeah nice to see lots of happy faces at Bendrig. Last year and all the Covid time has been just so incredibly difficult for everybody if you have got additional needs or other restrictions or or limitations in your your circumstances, it must be more important than ever to be able to access safe spaces that you can enjoy. So just, yeah, congratulations on, on being able to adapt and change and provide something, even if you can't do the whole shebang, you know, being able to just have some families use that space must have been really important for them. Uh, and I'm sure they were really grateful that they could access that. Yeah, absolutely. It was just, it's so important. And I think we're planning to hopefully do that again as the, these restrictions start to ease. I think it's going to be a similar situation. You know, we might not be able to do residentials for a little while. But we're hoping that we'll be able to before the before the end of this year. We're really keeping everything crossed. But yeah, we're hoping that once the restrictions ease, we'll open our grounds again. We'll apply for more funding to do the day activities and it just gives people some respite. And like you say, it's not the full thing, but it's at the moment it's what people really need and the impact is just as big if not bigger because people have been stuck inside for such a long time. And really you did so well to open at all last year. 
It's great. We, I mean, we're doing great things. Even I was kind of, I was chatting to Nick at the end of last year and he's just been amazing throughout all of this. The principal, Nick, he's, he's been great. And it's just so great to have somebody like that kind of at the helm of it, working so hard and just with the right kind of frame of mind for everything. Because there's so many outdoor centres who have kind of mothballed through this and have had to let staff go and just really kind of shut everything down completely and you know it was an option for us but thankfully we have Nick there he wants to fight to retain all of that expertise and and to do things for be here for our visitors because they need us you know they need us now more than ever so even if it's like opening the grounds like I said it's yeah it's so important. I, I think as well that's one of the reasons why Cicerone felt such a, a kinship with Bendrig and wanted to support the Bendrig Trust because they're both small companies run by passionate people and you know the we all completely believe in in what we do and and that comes across really clearly with you that you know how passionate you are to to do what you do and I think that's probably one of the reasons why it feels so natural for Cicerone to be helping Bendrig Trust with as, as much as we possibly can. Yeah oh we're just so grateful honestly you guys have been amazing I nearly cried when I got that email in response to the big give us I was just I'm nearly in tears you absolutely made my year my reaction is like that because I genuinely know how much of a difference that money makes you know I guess the biggest thing for us is that the with the residential courses that was um our main kind of stream of income so because that's not there anymore we are relying on the furlough scheme to be able to keep those expertise of our staff and keep everybody on board that we really need for when we reopen again so being able to offer the grounds access days and the day activities in the winter wonderland and all those things is really you know we're heavily reliant on fundraising now which is why we're just so grateful for the support of Cicerone and all our donors it's yeah it's so important so thank you. So if there's anyone listening here that does want to help support Bendrig Trust how can they do that? So like I say I guess the biggest part at the moment is through donations and fundraising because that's what we really need to be able to keep us going and make sure that we're here for when we're able to reopen again and people can get involved with things like a fundraising event sort of charity challenges I know there's been a lot of virtual charity challenges and things going on hopefully there'll be more of that once we're allowed obviously the the government restrictions dictate what we can and can't do but there's been some really inventive things going on within people's homes as well I think there was a, a challenge where people were climbing the stairs the same height as of Everest and, and things like that to raise money so there's lots of different things that you can do and if anybody's got the time to to do it it's going to be now things like that are really helpful and through workplaces and things as well like you guys have, have been so important and so great at supporting us yeah support from from things like that is brilliant and we're hoping that once the once we do get open once we do start to open a bit more and that we'll be able to have more volunteers helping around the grounds and things like that so you can keep in touch with us on we're on social media and and we have a website as well www.bendrig.org.uk where you can see what we're doing and and see any appeals for for help as well and of course they, they can book visits on the website as well if there's anybody listening that wants to access the services yeah, absolutely. So 
There's, um, there's usually information put on the blog um, on our news and events section of the website for, for if we've got any services on there. And we also have a newsletter as well, which you can sign up to. And that will give you kind of up to date information as to what services and things we have available at the current time. And social media pages, again, it's all just very up-to-date information. So, yeah, if you know of anybody who would benefit from accessing our services, then please pass on the information to them as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Martha. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Footnotes, the Cicerone podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving reviews on your podcast platform or by emailing us live at cicerone.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you visit www.cicerone.co.uk to find over a thousand articles sign up to our newsletter or buy one of our guidebooks you can subscribe to the podcast on spotify apple podcasts or google podcasts or on your favorite podcast provider we'll be back in a couple of weeks in the meantime search for at cicerone press on facebook and instagram and you can also join our facebook community group cicerone connect to connect with other outdoor enthusiasts Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you soon.